I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Alrighty, 10.46, time in the show, Tuesdays and Thursdays, when we uh, talk to our friend Tom Korski, editing manager over at Black Locks Reporter. you got a whole bunch of stuff today. I wanted to start, though, on the divorce. Can we just start on Mr. Trudeau's divorce for a second? Sure. He said that um, in the statement when they got divorced, that it had been, um, I guess, handled through the ethics commissioner. And I'm thinking, well, who, who would have done that? Like, who, who ran that? We don't have an ethics commissioner. I just don't know. No, but they... They still have staff. What what happens is okay. the commissioner can't conduct an investigation, but they say they are taking notes, and that does not save MPs from mandatory requirements, including uh, reporting when your spouse will no longer be disclosing her financial uh, income or assets. Mm, so it'll sit on the desk until they hire someone from the family. Yeah, that's right. Any aunt, aunts and uncles available? No? Well. <laughs> Okay, there's, there's a lot. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Um, so nearly half of mortgage holders, that's a lot, are uh, going deeper into debt to keep up with the home loan payments. And, of course, we've had 10 interest rate hikes. Could be getting another one. This is two-thirds, we're talking, two-thirds of mortgage holders uh, might have problems getting their commitments uh, managed. And this is from the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. Maybe this Which is why there's such a... Yeah, which operates through the uh, through the Ottawa. Department of Finance. Yeah, it's bad. It's a, it's a federal survey. What the worst part is, people internalize this as some sort of personal failure, and they work extra shifts and they cut spending to the bone, forget holidays, and you hope nothing bad happens and no one gets sick and you don't need a new transmission. But you're right up against the wall, and, and of course, mm-hmm. life happens. The anger comes later, and that becomes the danger point for any government. But in the meantime, there's a lot of tears. Uh, We've been through this in the past. It's always dreadful. If you are a mortgage holder, and especially as you and I have talked about, Alex, if you uh, signed on for one of those quarter, third of a trillion dollars in variable rate mortgages, you're getting that. No one can withstand 10 interest rate increases until, unless your income doubled. That didn't happen. And so there's only so much you can do in terms of cutting expenses. You, then you stop internalizing it. Then you talk to your neighbors, people at work. You know what you discover? There's a, everyone down the street. Everyone down the street is mm-hmm. dealing with the same blood, sweat, and tears. And then you start to be persuaded that your misfortune is caused by deliberate government action or deliberate inaction. And that's black death for any government that is going into re-election anytime, anywhere. It's not good. It's not good because it just seems like all the chickens have now come home to roost all at the same time. Like eight years, they, they were able to kind of kick it down the road, kick it down the road. Now, like, they're oh, we've got a housing crisis. Now, now Sean Fraser is going to solve everything. I'm like, well, what have you been doing for eight years? Like, what? why would you fix now what you should have been putting in place on eight, for eight years? Because you campaigned on it. It was a promise. Well, that's the, yeah, absolutely. And so people will go to desperate measures to because you have to save the house, right? It's your life mm-hmm. equity. And they will do whatever they can to save the house, but you can only save do those that Chinese for so files, long. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can only do that for really so awesome. long, right? And and when the MAGA candidate says, you know, and the governor was quite clear in July, he said, for, no one's talking about reducing interest rates. Forget about it. What you see is what you get into 2024, and then Joker's wild. That's the election cycle. So you're right. Yeah. No wonder cabinet's in a retreat. But try retreating your way out of this one, boys, because you got a real problem. Everyone knows that anyone who took the Bank of Canada's advice is getting it coming and going on their mortgage renewals. Oh, yeah, for sure. Conversation in every house, uh, including my own and likely yours. But meanwhile, then you've got these these CERB cheats um, and, and no one's going to go after them. We're talking two billion dollars for people who decided to quit their job because they wanted the, the, the money because they knew they could get it. And then they're just like we're talking 190,000 people who quit work to get served and they're not going after it. Billions. Undue hardship, said the Department of Employment in a briefing binder for the deputy minister. Undue hardship to conduct an investigation and recovering almost two billion dollars that went to serve vacationers. They were called in the day Scammers. at the parliamentary hearings. These were people who quit their jobs so they could collect a $2,000 monthly check under the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. That was disallowed. The act was intended, as passed by Parliament, to aid jobless taxpayers, honest people, who were facing eviction or foreclosure. And what they discovered was, as you mentioned, hundreds of thousands of people uh, simply quit their jobs. And there were even complaints from Liberal MPs that employers in their ridings couldn't get staff because everyone was on a serve vacation. The money's gone, Alex. It's billions of dollars. When people say, oh my goodness, why can't they keep the emergency room open on the weekends? It's gone. Mm -hmm. Billions and billions of dollars. We see through this briefing binder, some of this is known, some of it wasn't. Millions that were paid to prisoners. The millions that were paid to people who didn't live in Canada, paid to dead people. My favorite was they uncovered a substantial amount of money that was paid to little scammers under the age of 15. This was going around yeah. to junior highs. Yeah. And there were hundreds, hundreds of cases of little scammers, 12, 13, 14, who were getting their CERB checks. It was, it was, it was a real racket. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And they will do it again because now everyone knows they'll never come after you. Um, meanwhile, I think this is a fascinating story. Um, Liberal MP George Shahal, Shahal uh, Calgary Skyview, is not saying much about this uh, elections commissioner confirmation that there were voting irregularities in his writing in the 2021 campaign, and that would include a staffer from the prime minister's office who apparently voted illegally in his writing, made a very big effort to do so. And if you know the name Shahal, um, he was the one who got caught stealing campaign literature from another candidate on, uh, I guess, a doorbell camera. So they were having a good time playing fast and loose with the rules. Wasn't in that something? Particular writing. Yeah. <laughs> that was something. That's three violations in Calgary Skyview involving uh, MP Shahal's election. The staffer, by the way, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's mm. It's, it's not funny, but it's sad <laughs> but funny. It's funny. <laughs> Staffer okay. for the prime minister's office, and she was caught uh, voting in an advanced poll, and they said, what are you doing? You don't even live in this writing. And she said, you know what, the hell with you. I'm going to vote anyway, and she did. 
That's why she got a $1,500 fine. No comment from George. But as you mentioned, George had his own breach of the Elections Act, for which he apologized. And there was other voting irregularities confirmed by the Commissioner of Elections, not a go-getter, by the way. If the Commissioner of <laughs> Elections shocking. finds evidence of illegal uh, voting or other irregularities, that means it had to be absolutely overt, like you were pretty much billboarding it. Calgary Skyview was really something. George is a real character. He was the first member of the 44th Parliament to get busted for breach the Elections Act. Way to go, George. Yeah, no question. But uh, at what point do you say, if you, and if you're the candidate who lost, because that was an important riding. It was symbolic, certainly for, um, you know, the liberals. That's why they ran a high profile city councilor. And all he's done is bring them negative attention. Uh, it's all, now it's all in the hands of the electors of Calgary Sky, the only liberal elected in the city, what had been, and uh, to some degree still is federally one of the most conservative cities in the country. It's all yeah. up to them. I, it's all up to them, but imagine just uh, how, how seriously the uh, elections commissioner must be taking that Chinese interference. We should know in, what, like 30 years what they find? Honestly, isn't that sad? Isn't that, you know, the worst part? I don't want to waste your time, Alex. When they, Now the, the cabinet says, you know, doggone it, we're just having trouble. <laughs> we can't find a judge. Because, you know, there's only 36,000 lawyers in Canada, and they can't find anyone who wants to get paid $600 an hour to look into election irregularities. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on is right. Well, we're going to talk to Sam Cooper because he just keeps piling it up next. So, all right, Tom, we'll talk again on Thursday. Glad Thank you're you, laughing. Alex. Thank you. That is Tom Korski. He is laughing because if he doesn't, he will cry. He is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, subscription-based and worth every single penny.